This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As promised, uh, let's get on the guest line right now and a perfect time to chat with Alana Rizzo. Right now, MLB Network. See your weekday afternoons on high heat, but a longtime member of Dodger TV. And Alana is with us here this morning. It's Andrew in New York. Alana, thanks so much for waking up for us. We appreciate it. Um, I... I don't know what the first question should be because I don't know where to begin on someone like Vince Scully. So I'm just going to sit back and let you tell me about the Vince Scully that you know and worked with. Good morning, Andrew. Yeah, this is a very tough day uh, for baseball. It's a very tough day for the the world of sports and certainly a very tough day for Los Angeles and the Dodgers family. Uh, The passing of Vince Scully leaves a tremendous void uh, in all of us. And I'm having difficulty putting things into words about what he meant and what an enormity of a loss this is, uh, Vin is a legend. And I just heard you talking about the fact that he oftentimes received a, a larger ovation than some of the past and current players. And you're absolutely right. Vince Foley is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And if you think about the Mount Rushmore of Dodger players and Dodger um, personnel, Vince Foley is right there. And, and this is a man that was able to be the soundtrack of our lives and the soundtrack of our childhood for generations. I mean, for many people, Vince Foley is almost emblematic of a grandfather or a father. And, and this is a man that our grandparents know and our children know to be the best that have ever done it. A man that's able to paint a picture uh, and humanize the game and humanize the players, but also be able to call a game beautifully with a recollection of facts and figures and stats. And it's just a, it's a huge void. And to lose a man at 94, you say, wow, what a life, what a legacy on and off the field. But I don't think anybody is ever ready for the passing of somebody that is their idol and is a legend. And sometimes you meet your legends and they disappoint. Vince Scully never disappointed. And um, I'm not certain, you know, how how people are going to get over this. Um, it, it's a tough loss, probably one of the toughest losses in terms of a Dodger icon. And oftentimes, Alana, when we lose greats, we say, you know, he or she was even a better person than player or whatever. But that is extremely true with Vin. I had a couple of very small connections to him, and I mean, you saw him every day for years. I mean, he was just an amazing man long before he was doing and being an amazing broadcaster. I mean, he was a guy that worked his way up to where he was and actually beloved the game of baseball. I mean, he grew up literally and figuratively in the shadows of the polo grounds. He was very much a New York Giant fan. He was born in New York and, and very much a New York Giant fan, and later said he absolutely confessed that to Dodgers fans time and time again. He <laughs> yeah. joked and said it was good for the soul to get that confession out there. But you can understand why he was a New York Giants fan. And then, you know, Red Barber gave him the opportunity to start, you know, broadcasting an inning a game and just realize how good Vin was and the talent that he had. And then when Red Barber stepped away, Vin Scully became the voice of the Dodgers. And then when the O'Malley family moved the Dodgers from Brooklyn to Los Angeles, Vin came. And and Los Angeles and the West Coast was introduced to a young man that 
just had a talent unlike any other. And, and Vin Scully, um, as I said, was the soundtrack of generations of not only Dodger games, but many, many sporting events and iconic calls. I mean, perhaps his most iconic call was when Kirk Gibson, um, you know, was able to, to hit that home run in game one of the 1988 World Series when Kirk Gibson couldn't even walk at the time. And then perhaps his most poignant call was when Hank Aaron broke the home run record and reached 715 home runs. And I don't know if you remember, but if you listen to the call, and John Miller, a great broadcaster in his own right, said it best, that Vince Scully had the call, and then he just went silent for about three to four minutes. And when he came back on the air, he described what was going on perfectly and described it as a moment not only great for the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia and great for the sport of baseball, but really a world moment in which a black man was being given a standing ovation in the Deep South. That was Vin Scully, an ability to paint a picture and, and relate to so many different things. And this, this, one's, this one's really hard. Yeah, and, and you're right in saying, I mean, 94 years old, we, we went through him stepping away and no longer being in the booth. And it's a remarkable life. But you were right in saying that you're never, you're never prepared for it. And it still feels selfishly like we didn't get enough Vin. Agreed. And I don't know that, I mean, Vin could have lived to 394 and we never would have gotten enough Vin. I mean, this is, this is somebody that you selfishly never wanted to see go. And, and, and we selfishly think that, and imagine what his family feels and his children and his grandchildren. And unfortunately his beautiful wife, Sandy passed before Vin, um, you know, but imagine what they're feeling right now. And we were selfish and wanted him in our homes every single day during baseball games. But this is the, this is their father. This is their blood, their grandfather. And, it's difficult to think about what they're going through right now. But, I mean, this is a man that was everybody's grandfather. He was everyone's family member. And, and it is a huge loss. It's almost as if you're mourning somebody that you've lost from your own family. And Vin just had an ability to touch people's lives that way. And, I mean, imagine, imagine the events and the people that he's covered, from, you know, from the late, great Jackie Robinson to first ballot Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw. I mean, the man has spanned generations of unbelievable players. And... Nobody has ever commanded an audience better, and no one will ever do it better than Vin. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work alongside him for a few years in my time. I had spent seven seasons with the Dodgers, so 14 through 16 I was with Vin. And, you know, I will cherish that forever because you're, you're working amongst a legend, and I will be forever grateful of that. Alana Rizzo, MLB Network, with us this morning here on CBS Sports Radio. We originally were going to talk just trade deadline today, so we, let's go to that and let's go to Vin's Dodgers now. They didn't make huge moves. They watched the Padres do that over the last two days or so. So I can't imagine the NL West is going to change hands. But when we get to the postseason multi-game series, Alana, who do you like more right now, San Diego or the Dodgers? I have to say, and I know that it does sound that I'm biased, but understand, just hear me out for a second. The Dodgers didn't have to make a splash for the sake of making a splash. You think about the fact that they're getting some pretty big splashes coming back. Walker Bueller, Dustin May, Bruce Dark Gratterall, and Blake Trinan are all coming back. That's some pretty heavy hitters in terms of not only the starting rotation with Bueller and May, but the bullpen help at the back end, particularly with Bruce Dark Gratterall and Blake Trinan. So I don't think Andrew Friedman needs to go out there and make a massive splash because he has those key components coming back. That being said, A.J. Preller definitely won the trade deadline. I mean, how can you not say that with the acquisitions in terms of trade of Juan Soto and Josh Bell, which I do think fixes their uh, lack of production at first base? Uh, I, I think Mike Rizzo did a good job, too, getting those tremendous prospects, you know, Mackenzie Gore, 
Um, and I like the fact that Eric Hosmer was able to go to Boston because I do still think that Eric Hosmer has some life left in that bat. Um, I still think you based, you know, based on what the Dodgers have done in the past and until the Dodgers can consistent, or excuse me, until the Padres can consistently beat the Dodgers and show that they're the better team, I'm still going with the Dodgers because the Dodgers, you know, won the pennant eight straight years until the Giants beat them last year by one game. Um, and the Padres, yes, that they, they're making big splashes. And on paper, wow. But I put the Dodgers lineup and the Dodgers pitching staff up against anybody in the National League, plus just the experience that the Dodgers have had over the course of the last almost decade. All right, let's keep doing this kind of pick em exercise. Yankees or Astros now? <laughs> Those are two teams, Andrew, that I didn't think needed to do anything. And I think both teams just got a lot better. I, I looked at the Astros and I had a conversation with Brian McTaggart, who's covered the Astros for 19 seasons for MLB.com. And you think about what they got in addition to what they already had. And I really like the acquisition of Christian Vasquez. Now, I love what Martin Maldonado does for the pitching staff. You'd argue that there's nobody better that handles the staff and is better defensively than Martin Maldonado, but they certainly got an upgrade as far as offense is concerned with Christian Vasquez. I love the fact that Trey Mancini now has an opportunity to play for a contender, and he is a guy that's a versatile player. He can play first base because Yuli Gurriel hasn't had the best production OPS there on, at first base, and he can also play in the outfield a little bit as well. So I love the I love the acquisitions there. As far as the Yankees are concerned, you know they get Benintendi. Obviously, they're going to have to deal with the vaccination situation with that. If you know if they end up having to play Toronto a lot. Um, but I like, the, I like the depth that Benintendi provides there in the outfield. Um, I love the Frankie Montas addition. I think Frankie Montas was one of the most coveted arms on the market as far as that's concerned, with the exception of Luis Castillo. So that'll be interesting today with Luis Castillo on the hill for the Mariners and Garrett Cole on the hill for the Yankees uh, in that matchup today. But those are two teams, in my opinion, that didn't have to do anything and still have a viable opportunity to certainly go to the World Series. I mean, obviously, I'm not going that far out on a limb when I think the Yankees and the Astros could certainly match up in the ALCS. Um, but they just got better, and they really didn't even need to. More surprising that Contreras or J.D. Martinez didn't, didn't get traded yesterday. I don't know. I am really surprised that Contreras and Happ are still in Chicago. I'm surprised at both Chicago teams, actually, not yeah. really doing anything. I mean, I think Chicago Cubs not selling... Uh, Contreras and Hap is really surprising, but the White Sox, I want to say, and you have to fact check me on this, I apologize. I think the White Sox are only, what, three games out of the division right now and did nothing. So I'm, I'm confused at both of those, actually, as to um, not moving um, anybody as far as the Chicago teams are concerned. J.D. Martinez, I'm also surprised uh, he did not get dealt, even if it was a rental for the remainder of the year. Um, you know, Boston is in a weird spot right now. And uh, I really thought that I, I certainly did not think that the Orioles would have a better opportunity. And I'm a little confused about them selling everybody off too. Although I can understand that they think that this year, even if they make the postseason, they're not going to go deep. So you might want to just build for the future. So that I, that I understand a little bit more, but um, I guess I'm probably more surprised Contreras is still in Chicago. Alana, you know Bill well. You're a friend of the show. This is the first time you and I have spoken. And as a way of introduction, we have something in common. I used to work with and for Mad Dog on Sirius. <laughs> so he is the absolute best. But I feel like there should 
I hope you're getting some form of like hazard pay for just having to <laughs> deal with him for like two hours every afternoon. No, he is the best. I agree with you. I have to say he's been the most welcoming um, I, ever. Uh, he's been a great, great um, friend and, and addition, or I've been a you know fun addition, I hope, to his show. And he's been nothing but welcoming. I think we balance each other out. He's super intense, as you know. Yep. Um, but, and he's that way all the time. I mean, he, he, it's not like he just turns it on for the show. That literally is who he is. And, um, you know, I think he, we provide a, a good balance on high heat. He knows everything there is to know about the history of the game and you know nobody's ever better than than Babe Ruth of course in his mind and he refuses to acknowledge any current uh, player in this era mm-hmm. but we have a good time with it and I and I hope that I provide some balance um and, and he's a ton of fun he's actually on vacation this week I'm sure he's yelling at somebody in California right now because he's in uh he's in California he said he was going to go watch Otani pitch um so it's been fun. This is my second year with Mad Dog on the show, and uh, you know I hope I can provide some sort of calmness to it. But he obviously just got elected into the Radio Hall of yep. Fame. Um, he's been doing this for a very, very long time. He's one of a kind, and, and I'm proud to uh, just be a small part of what he's doing. You guys are great together, that's for sure. What you said about him is the is my favorite thing is that that's him. There's no shtick. Yeah. There's no exaggeration. He is like that all of the time, which is why hazard pay is sometimes necessary, but it makes him, (laughs) that's why he's the best. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's, he's, you know, an icon in in the world of broadcasting for a reason. And there's not many people that are, that are like him. And uh, I'm just lucky to be along for the ride. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, I know you're busy this morning. So thanks again for making time for us. We appreciate it. Hopefully we can talk to you again soon. It's my pleasure. Have a great day. You too.